0: Hey yo what the fuck is a palace sh- right here The late night flight is paid for by the following Time to play the game where we find out who's capping It is this
1: is some bullsh-
0: This is the game where we find out if this is the bullshit I am the nephew of the first black female Supreme Court Justice, Katanji Brown. I am Nasua New Bro. And congratulations to you, sister, because somewhere, somewhere in that hall, Ruth Gator Ginsburg is over there fist pumping like Michael Jordan right now. But alongside with me is the man who bought me a ticket to go see Tony Baker live at Caroline's last weekend, my mother friend. Co-producer,
2: Smarts. Smarts, I ain't seen you in three weeks, brother. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Just celebrated my birthday. Hey. Hey. Where we going, though? Hey, um, we're planning on going to Slate NYC and be big-ass kids. Yo, I like
0: that place. Yeah. Well, at least from what I see on Google. Yeah, yeah. We'll be there this Saturday, and that would be April 16th. It'll probably be the day they get this episode for all we know. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. Maybe. Are you ready to play the game? Yes, I am. Let's go. Yo, let's make this thing happen. Bryson Warren is probably one of the few teenagers you'll meet whose high school job comes with a guaranteed six-figure income. The 17-year-old is among the first class of high school athletes to join Overtime Elite, a New York-based company that recruits and pays some of the top-ranked high school and teenage basketball players from around the world to play at its academy in Atlanta. The athletes at Overtime attend classes and study for a diploma. They compete against each other and other high school basketball teams from across the country. They also offer a base annual salary of at least $100,000 for every student athlete with on-court performance bonuses, potentially pushing that figure above $1 million. Oh, wow. Well, Warren, who grew up near Little Rock, Arkansas, was ranked by ESPN as the 14th best U.S. high school basketball player in his age group. He and 26 other student-athletes at Overtime jumped at the rare opportunity to earn big money as high school athletes while they worked toward, hopefully, making a bigger leap to the NBA. SmartSide asks you, is it the bull that the 14th best U.S. Black American math student in his age group works at Chipotle to save up money to buy a comforter for his future dormitory? That is some BS. Wow. Wow. Let's go to the next one, Smarts. According to Magna.com. Don't get excited, Smarts. I know you. i Magna. Not Magna.com. Magna.com, okay? Don't get excited. I knew I, I looked at you. I was like, oh, blickety black about to come down. Blickety black, black, blickety. And I'm
2: black and I'm black, y'all.
0: Former Bruce Jenner and former cereal box superstar Caitlyn Jenner has called out the National Collegiate Athletic Association, known as the NCAA, for the participation of Leah Thomas, who won a recent 500-yard event in the swimming pool, claiming that it was unfair that the transgender NCAA swimmer took part in the event against biological women. The retired Olympic gold winning decathlete has now called for the NCAA to intervene in women's sports, something that she stressed they failed to do in this case. The NCAA should have done the honorable thing to protect these women. It is their obligation to do so. Yet the NCAA caved to the woke mob and refused to protect women on all levels. They failed to do exactly what their bylaws mandate. Caitlyn Jenner, who came out as a trans woman in April 2015, went on to indicate that she is aware of the struggles that Leah Thomas has faced because of the issue. She explains that she wants Leah Thomas to be able to live an authentic life, but believes the NCAA shouldn't allow the swimmer to compete against biologically born female athletes. Smartside asks you. Is it the bull that truth be told, the female swimmers are actually okay with trans woman Leah Thomas winning a swim meet, it's just that when Leah gets in the water with the other women, she can be such a dick. Wow. Smarts, you're a high-ranking music producer. Have you ever met a woman named Muni Long? No. She's a songwriter, but we about to hear about her. According to HotNewHipHop.com, it is Muni's long time to shine center stage after spending several years painting hits for other artists. Her viral sensation, hours and hours, solidified her as an R&B star, and now it seems as if everyone wants to collaborate with her. However, while taking a walk down memory lane on TikTok, Muni Long recalled a time when she was close to working with Drake, but instead, she let her jealous then-boyfriend influence her decision to curve the rapper. That time in 2008, I missed out on a Drake feature because I let my boyfriend at the time find out he was pulling up at the studio and he flew into a jealous rage. So I chickened out and quit responding to his texts. SmartSight asked you, is it the bullshit that a turkey baster for Drake is a better tool than your boyfriend? Facts. Wow. Some BS. And finally, and finally, and finally, I'm going to let y'all know right now, this is a New York joke. New York, don't get mad at me. Oh, Here we go.
2: Look, New York, we in here. We ain't gonna let him do us dirty. Say,
0: go New York, go New York, go. Okay. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> According to CNN, New York City Eric Adams tested positive for COVID-19 this past Sunday. Press Secretary Fabian Levy has said in a Sunday morning statement this morning. Mayor Adams woke up with a raspy voice and out of an abundance of caution, took a PCR test that has now come back positive. At this time, the mayor has no other symptoms, but he is already isolating and will be canceling all public events for the remainder of the week. He is also going to immediately begin taking the antiviral medications offered for free to New York City residents and encourages all New Yorkers eligible for these medications to take them as well. While he is isolating, he will continue to serve New Yorkers by working remotely. Mayor Eric Adams tweeted Sunday evening that he was following his doctor's orders and isolating with minimal symptoms, having been double vaccinated and double boosted. The mayor also took the opportunity to tout the New York City's free COVID testing and vaccination availability, saying vaccines and antiviral treatments are saving lives from this formidable foe. Smarts, I ask you. I ask you, Smarts. Smarts, I ask you. I ask you, Smarts. Smarts, I ask you. What's up, what's up? Smarts, are you ready, Smarts? I'm, I'm ready, Smarts, bro. are you ready? You better be ready. It's been three weeks and That's we ain't been doing nothing. Say I'm saying, <laughs> come on, are you ready, Smarts? Let's go, let's go. Is it the bull that when NYC Mayor Eric Adams said vaccines and antiviral treatments are saving lives from this formidable foe? Kyrie Irving was shooting foul shots at the Barclays Center, laughing at KD and Steve Nash saying, I disagree. You ain't gotta answer that. Thank you. <laughs> you bye bye. It's a bunch of us. i am going hand the callin' Hold on. Everybody on a Dur- mountain. Everybody marchin' for a young <laughs> nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, i am win a winner, baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash a very 40 on the Yeah, I'm making dirty if it's at the appellation to the elevation. I'ma do whatever that they take to make up like a blacker nation. Hold on.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is sweet and I'm your Chief Flight Attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the late night flight. And here's your captain, the Nau River of New Jersey, the pilot of Tuskegee Training, the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the late night flight. Here is the victorious one, Nassar Nuru.
0: What up, my passengers? We are first in priority. Donate to the cash app, dollar on the late night flight to get this work. From minorities. The late night flight. Oh, you never heard of it? Turn up the turbulence. Catch us on these Apple Podcasts and these Spotify services. iHeart, Facebook, YouTube, and the late-night QR scan. Download Audible, download Amazon music. Just to hear us back and forth like a U-Haul van. Hey, I started out not ahead of you. Now look at me. Young pilot with the better view. Making sure you can hear all 85 episodes, wherever, wherever. Wherever, wherever, podcasts are available. Now let's take off. Do me and the celebrity a favor.
2: Before you go approach these people, think about what the f you don't say. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you what happens. Imagine me sitting down with my family.
0: Out I got an NYC question for you, my guy. Mm-hmm. So, at the Barclays Center, because you're from Brooklyn, all right? Yep. Brownsville, you already know. So, how many people can be seated at the Barclays Center? Um, 19,000 is the
2: capacity. So, concerts, 19,000.
0: Okay. Now, now check me out. Yeah. If 17,000 people get to watch a basketball game, right? They don't don't get to see KD and Kyrie do a podcast. No. They don't see KD, Kyrie come out and do a a rendition of a Run DMC song. Like, yeah, y'all, let's do it. You don't see none of that. No. Right. They go there and no disrespect. I'm not telling them to shut up and dribble. I'm just saying that it's 17,000 people saying, please get us this championship. We want this. Yes. So if you got 19,000 people to go see a April Fool's comedy show. And I know they got Eddie Griffith there, Tony Roberts there, Bruce Bruce there, Michael Blackston there. I get all that. Even Joe Torre. Why T? I you think that 19,000 people want to hear him do comedy right now?
2: Listen, man, we had this conversation (laughs) a few weeks ago. He has the name, so they're going to put him on the bill. He has to do the work. He has to do the exercises. That's what they call it. You do those small circuits in comedy, you get exercise. He went straight to the big stage because he's used to the big stage. His name is T.I., and he's 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 a rapper. You know, he's got to start. He has to have a different start as a comedian. You know what I'm saying?
0: Hear me out. Matter of fact, at fall last smarts, get T.I. Hey, T.I., get, get your ass in my office, man. Get in the office for a second, man. So first of all, no, nah, no, nah, cl- cl- close the door. We got, we, got, we got some words. We got some words, bro. First of all, T.I., big fan. Just want to let you know, big fan. Now, I want to help you out with something. 19,000 people came to see a bunch of comedians and you, okay? Now, remember, every comedian has a set with a certain amount of time. Would you agree with that, Smart? That's a fact. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. You got to know how to work your time. You're right now, in my opinion, you think every time you go on stage is HBO special hour. You get to talk for a long period of time. No, 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 no. You got to put on a show. All right. And first of all, don't start your show with one of these corny ass jokes. Like, you know, boy, my arm's tired. Uh, wait, how, how does that go smarts? They would be like, oh, I just flew in from Atlanta. My arms are so tired from transporting guns in ecstasy. But you don't say that. Yo, you a fool. Wow. You don't say that. All right. You don't say that. What you do is you start the show by playing what you know about that. How you uh why you want to go and do that. Big things popping, top down, motivation, rubber band man. Hey, do you got a TI song that you like smarts? Bring them out. Bring, hey, please, hurry up. Yeah. That's what you need to do. You do that for 15 minutes. If Let's say you got a 30-minute set, which I doubt you do, but let's just say you do. First 15 minutes, I like my top down low and all that good stuff. All right? Big things popping, little things shopping, all that. You know what I'm saying? And then you do 15 minutes of comedy. Right. And you get the hell off stage and people will love you.
2: Right. So let me ask you a question. I didn't, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. We, we see clips. Yes. How long was this set? And what did he come out to?
0: I don't think none of us know. We just saw the clip of you him saw, basically I, being booed.
2: I mean, they were tied to him by that point. I don't know how much time it was.
0: He was into a set. But well, you were, heard what he was saying on the set. He, he was saying a bunch of nothing. Yeah, yeah. But let's get into another set that he did. Well, I don't even know if this was a set. I thought this was a jack move personally. Yeah. So I want people to know about this clip that we're about to put up. All right. Because this was absurd as well. All right. So... He was at a comedy event at a place called Our Bar in Atlanta. That's O-U-R, like ours, not yours, not mine's, but Our Bar in Atlanta. And he confronted a host by the name of Warren Knight because she mentioned the sexual allegation, uh, the sexual assault allegations between Tip and his wife that was dismissed. Okay. Now, mind you what I just said, and this is from Complex.com, they said... Mentioned, not tried to make a joke, which you shouldn't make a joke anyway. Right? She just mentioned it, but just mentioned it to think that because these, you know, in my opinion, the new generation of comedians, because we're in this podcasting game and everybody has a platform and everybody wants to to seem personable, it's almost as if if you just repeat some stuff that seems controversial, that's a joke, but it's not a joke. No. Like it's never set up in a way to make me laugh. Right. You know, I'm it's too. always just like, I'm going to just say this mm-hmm. and we'll just go from there. So T.I. wasn't having it. Facts. Right. T.I. just was not having it, was not having it, was not having it. And here's what I thought was really funny before y'all hear this clip. So imagine a man telling a woman, I'm about to go f- you up. Women, you know you don't like that. Sh- you like, what? I ain't had to deal with this since last month before my last boyfriend. Like, yo, so you're going to hear T.I basically want to stick his chest out and tell this woman I want to f*** you up if you put basically did a Will Smith rendition right but here's the thing he didn't say I'ma f*** you up he he changed that real quick he turned into a lawyer real quick so smarts play that clip bro when you stop playing with me and mine, I'ma stop saying something I swear. I ain't no
1: Continue to confront you publicly, verbally. <laughs> well, first of all, having a war day, we've never had we've never had a forum on crime. T.I. is innocent. I truly believe it. Get it up for him. There is no charge. I Oh
0: wait, him there. Don't play with me about there. I mean, hey, 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 hey. I thought the funniest thing was when he said. And if you do that one more time, I'm going to confront you verbally,
2: publicly. Yeah, he was trying to keep it light. he was trying to keep it funny. Um, but at the same time, it's like, he was, putting a, he was probably felt like he was put in a position where he might've had to defend himself against some BS because we know comedians feel like they can say anything that they want to say and people are pushing back against that. And you just can't play with everybody,
0: period. The biggest thing that I think all of us, especially the black American crowd, no disrespect to the white Americans, I love you. You you, you have done things to the country, but I love you. It's not like that. Just hear me out. What we saw with Will and Chris was in front of a white audience. Would you agree with that, Smarts?
2: I absolutely agree.
0: It was in front of a white audience. So no disrespect. When I hear white people Talk about this issue, which is, in my opinion, no disrespect. I don't mean to be uh, do, doing the racial divide thing, but this is a black issue. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you don't have the right to make an opinion on it. I just know that you don't know the culture of what we're going through right now. Yeah. You just don't know. But in this hour bar in Atlanta. They know. They know. And the
2: reaction with everybody, they understood. And they knew they stayed out of it. It didn't get crazy. And they took, they handled it between them two in front of a whole crowd of people. That's of
0: the culture. My last joke, I think T.I. at the end of the show, I'm just speculating here. Free access for everybody. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Your word is lemon pepper. The words you can't say are wings, seasoning, deli, chicken. Some people put barbecue sauce on their thighs. Not me, though. I like the other seasoning. Uh,
1: Obey. Uh, um, so, some people like the... Garlic Parmesan. Some people like to put this seasoning on a meat. Mm. Oh, my God. Uh, lemon pepper. Lemon pepper.
0: Why, why did you get that right when I... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> meat. Oh, my God. Terrible. All right, Keisha. Enough of the shenanigans. Let's get right into the segment. 24-year-old Markel Monroe, better known as Goon New. He is a Maryland rapper. He was shot and killed on March the 18th. Now, instead of having this traditional American homegoing service at a funeral home, of course, a DC club entitled Bliss Club, which doesn't make sense to me at all. It should be called Club Bliss. All right. It is club, name of venue, not name of venue, then club, but whatever, whatever. They were contacted by this local funeral home to rent out the venue for Goon Noon's homegoing celebration. Now, the club didn't know that the dead would be performing live on stage. They didn't know that, all right? They called this homegoing service the last show. What me and Keisha think this was? Weekend at Bernie's Hood Edition, okay? So what we saw was a live-like statue dead person, which was good news, rest in peace, on the stage of Club Bliss. That's right, I'm calling it Club Bliss. Bliss Club doesn't even sound right. So I was doing some research, Keisha, a young lady by the name of Monica Torres, she's an embalming technical trainer and the owner of NXT Generation Mortuary Support, all right, which offers education to professionals and the public on embalming. So she was talking about extreme embalming, a true expression of grief and memorialization and the real meaning of I want to remember him or her the way he or she was. So here's the thing. This is a new thing that's being embraced by some Latino and black American families. All right. And they also talked about how this has a long history. They even talked about how Abraham Lincoln actually had some extreme bombing in the 1800s just so they can have his body travel from one coast of the United States to the other. So people can gather and see this dead body. So this thing been going on for a little while. But here's the question. Here's the question I have for you, Keisha. I want to know not only if you are down to be extreme embalmed whenever you pass away and goes to, and go to the next life. I want to know if you got a pose. Is it at a certain place? Do you want to also be, uh, you know, maybe you want to die and you want everybody to see your body like in a bathing suit in Jamaica. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like let me know, which would be crazy because you would probably be like a 90 year old person in this dead body with a bathing suit, which no. All right. Moo moo. Only MuMu for ninety-year-old women, okay? I'm sorry, I gotta keep that real. Uh, unless, unless you're J Lo. J Lo probably can pull that off at ninety. I don't know yet. But anyway, what say you? What would you like to do with yourself in the afterlife?
1: I mean, if I decided to be extremely embalmed, uh, I'll probably end up having myself. You know, I don't know how they're going to do this, but I want to be on the stage doing the heel toe. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I want a nice crown on. Make sure my mouth stay closed because I heard his mouth kept opening, freaking people out. So please make sure. You know, I, I want to do the hilltoe. You know, I want my family to come up there and do it with me for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, yeah, I, I would do that.
0: Keisha, I got a quick question for you. Have you heard of the comedian Tony Baker? I have. Okay, so me and Smarts, me and Co-Pro Smarts, we went to Caroline's this past weekend to go see Tony Baker.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Tony Baker, the reason why I'm talking about Tony Baker because he's about to answer my question. Well, The question that I'm asking you, but I'm I'm going to answer the question based on what Tony Baker said for real, for real, because he actually spoke my mind. So he said, yo, I'd rather just get cremated so you can just sprinkle me places like if you're in Paris and you're like, oh, man, Tony Baker always wanted to be in Paris. Let me sprinkle a little bit over here. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want. You know what I'm saying? For all the places that I didn't go to. I just want you to sprinkle a little bit there. Sprinkle a little bit there and then sprinkle a little bit up in the weed that you got, roll it up, and then smoke one with me. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want you to do for me, personally. All right?
1: I'm going to pass on the weed. I'm gonna pass yeah, pass on. it. Exactly. Pass it to the next person. <laughs> in the, pre-
0: the next person. Pass it to the next person. I appreciate that. What the? <laughs> That's some good <laughs> shit. Let me
1: see. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> what the fuck? This that pilot of right here. You know Staff Carol is coming to the table. She's gonna be at the red table. Would you say she has been instrumental in you and I redefining our relationship?
2: I would say don't just start filming me without asking me. Oh my
1: goodness. If you could film Sam, come help us again, please. <laughs> I'm still dealing with foolishness. Don't nah no see uh Christina, don't just
2: Would you say that she helped us heal the hurts that we caused between one another? My social media presence is my bread and butter, okay? So you can't just use me for social media and not, you know, don't just start rolling. I'm standing in my house. Don't just start rolling.
1: Please watch us stare at the red table because she's helped us a lot. Can't you tell? Full
0: disclaimer, this Will and Jada segment brought to you by the Late Night Flight has nothing to do with the Oscars, okay? You hear me? Do you hear me? Nothing to do with the Oscars. You'll get that take at the end of the show. All right? This is about a question that I have for you, Baby K. Hear me out. I wanna know is Set It Off Jada in her right to use her husband's celebrity for her own relevance? I'm gonna ask you again. Do not answer, but I'm gonna ask you again. Is Set It Off Jada in her right to use her husband's celebrity for her own relevance? The reason why I'm asking, Is because the New York Post has put out a resurfaced 2019 Instagram live video from Set It Off Jada's account that has sparked speculation as to the state of her and Will Smith's union. They have viewers claiming that Will Smith looks uncomfortable and anxious as he speaks with his wife. So here's what went down in the video, King. Jada Pinkett made a video to promote her Facebook talk show, Red Table Talk, which I want to get into for a second. With the visual showing her saying to Will, you know our therapist Esther Perel is coming to the table. She's going to be at the red table. She then flashes the camera right over to the fresh hand of Bel-Air himself and asks him, would you say that she has been instrumental in you and I, which is Will and Jada, redefining our relationship? So Will Smith looks super bothered. He doesn't like the question. He responds like this. He says... I would say, don't just start filming me without asking me. So Jada Pickett set it off again. She brushes off her husband's request. She's telling the viewers that she's still dealing with foolishness. Hmm? What? You tell your audience that? What? All right. Anyway, she then continues to probe the fresh hand of Bel Air saying that. Would you say that our therapist helped us heal the hurts that we caused between one another? So then Will Smith went in bad boys for life PTSD mode and said, my social media presence is my bread and butter. So you can't just use me for social media. Don't just start rolling. I'm standing in my house. Don't start rolling that camera. So is Jada in her right for using Will Smith's celebrity for her own relevance? I ain't gonna lie to you, Key. The answer is yes. It's definitely yes. As far as you two are a team. You're a union. And it only makes more sense for Will Smith or, or a man, period, or a woman, period, whoever is in this relationship, in this marriage, for the other person to get their come up to. Would you agree with that?
1: Um, I agree but to an extent like I feel like she could use it because again they are a team but I feel like what made him uncomfortable was the fact that she came in and talked about their personal business like our therapist did this and I think that's what made him uncomfortable now she wanted to just come out of nowhere to promote it and you know Kiki and all that with, with, with Will that was fine but the fact that she put their personal information in there I don't think he was comfortable with it and I think like he said she should have asked him before he she just turned on the camera and started asking uncomfortable questions to her husband because they're a team. You know, as a team, you got to work together and she, she wasn't working together with that. So
0: check me out. Everything you just said is 100% correct, Keisha. A hundred percent correct. I couldn't say it any better. I'm pretty sure I could, but I like the fact that you said it, all right? Yes, she's in her right, but she's not right this time. And I'm going to tell you why. Jada is the B plus player in this relationship. No disrespect, ladies, no disrespect. She's the B plus player in this relationship, all right? She technically, I ain't saying she needs Will Smith, but if they're in the relationship together, they're still married, they're still in the public eye, I'm going to have to make the assumption that she kind of needs Will Smith for something. I don't know what it is, but she needs him for something. I mean, right now, she kind of need him for the house because that's where Red Table Talk... <laughs> <laughs> that's where Red Table Talk is located at, ladies and gentlemen. But here's my thing about that. Keisha, did you know That not only Nick Cannon daytime TV show is canceled, but also The Real? Did you know that?
1: I did not know The Real was canceled. The Real
0: is about to be canceled. I don't understand why you don't use your husband to call Fox and say, Hey, listen, the Red Table Talk is a big deal online. It's a big deal on Facebook. And that's the thing. I just look at this as if you really want Will to help you, you should have used Will as a plug and get your show on television. Television money is way larger than online money, all right? That's a, that's a fact, all right? That is a fact. That's why I want to be in radio, Keisha. I don't want to be doing podcasting for the next six years. Like, ain't no telling what kind of money this is. I'd rather be on television where you get a real check, all right? My thing about Jada is this. How dope would she be if she was just a single entrepreneur woman? How dope would she be? would be mega dope like her just being in this relationship with all of this gas that's just that's just igniting what does that do for her
1: i mean technically she she getting some people want to see jada people want to interview her and talk about will but like you said it's it's really not doing nothing for her because it's, it's more like interviews about will so she's in the shadows
0: America. This is our P Diddy versus Mace segment. Okay. So if you're 35 and over, turn your volume up right now. You know, bad boy was the era. Don't even act like that. All right. Now the question is whose career you prefer? Would you want Mace's career or would you want Diddy's career? Now hear me out before y'all start saying, come on now, Diddy, don't even act like that. Hear me out though. We know Diddy Rich as hell. We know that. But you also know about the allegations that he go through as far as his sexuality, um, allegations as far as Mace put out a diss record, Oracle 2, which I got to say, smarts, fire. Mm -hmm. Everything but that hook was fire. The man said, you're not an architect. All you know is how to market death. Hold on for a second. Now, Mace may have some things that make some sense. But I want to go through this article as well from Freddie P. Do you remember Freddie P? Slightly, yes. Freddie P making a band from Liberty City, Florida, which is basically Miami, Florida. That is the hood of Miami in Florida, by the way. And there's an article on Radar.com where he says, His recipe to me, talking about P. Diddy, has been signing poor people with a story. If you look over the history of all the artists, he just signs poor people with a history and gets paid off people's story. You're not from the hood. You can't tell these stories. You didn't come up the way we came up. You ain't never had no talent. You got $900 million from standing on people's backs and exploiting people. Now, I want to give another person from the band just to do a counter. Babs Bunny. You remember Babs, right? I remember Babs. Babs the New Yorker. Now, this is what she said about Diddy in the situation from making the band. Each of us has had our own situation When we left bad boy, a lot of stuff I agree with Freddie. A lot of stuff. It's not that I don't agree, but I might say I can't really relate. But we all went through the same process. We all had the same contracts. We all was in the same house. We all was on the same stage. And so at the end of the day, we all had the same situation happen as far as when it came down to the business. I would definitely say it was not my worst nightmare. I could say it was a dream come true. It was a dream that came true with nightmares in and out of it. For me, that was my experience. I was a sponge. And no matter what, with all the negative things over the years, I just tried to focus on all the positive things that I learned. Let's get into Diddy real fast before we get into Mace. And then you just let me know, smarts, which career you would rather have. Because to be honest with you, my answer is Diddy. But let me get into some things about Diddy and Mason. Let's have some fun with this. Did you know this about Diddy, Smarts? Do you know that there's only two artists or two acts, if you will, that has four albums or more on the Bad Boy label? Do you know who the two acts are?
2: Was it Faith? Not even Faith? Not even Faith. It's not Mace. 112, French Montana. Okay, all right. Yeah, I knew it wasn't any of them, okay.
0: I want people to understand something about Diddy. I don't think Diddy was ever... Russell Simmons, or even Master P. P. Diddy is a marketing savant that can entertain you. Imagine uh, Sammy Davis Jr. that also knew how to work corporate marketing. That's what you got with Diddy. Right. Diddy can, like, I ain't saying he can sing, but he can make music. And to be honest with you, he's, let's just be honest about people that make music. When you know you can make music, it's the Kanye effect. It's, I know Jay-Z's more lyrical, or I know Can Rock comes from this era of Harlem, but God damn it, this beat, I know exactly how to flow on it. I know right. how to attack it. Right. This, this song, this beat is built for me. Eminem with the Renegade beat. right? Perfect example. Right? Diddy knows how to make great music for other people. It's proven. And he definitely know how to make himself a great artist. If you're going to say... Well, he only wanna take people from the hood. Well, hold on. That's damn near every artist, whether they're like from the street or just some school kid.
2: I understand. I understand the perspective. I think he might have just left it out. Mm-hmm. Um he, he, he don't leave them in better positions than than they come in. The contracts are not built to take them out of the hood after they he launches their career.
0: Now, with that being said, and I'm glad you said that, this is where for Diddy, I'm saying, well, look. He's not the Russell Simmons. This is, Bad Boy wasn't supposed to be Def Jam. Technically, if it was Biggie and Mace, that's all he wanted. Faith, well, no, matter of fact, I'm sorry. Biggie, Mace, Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim wound up getting, Little Kim wound up getting locked up. Mace left. We know what happened to Biggie. Faith wound up leaving and going to, I think, Atlantic or Columbia. hmm And, you know, she's, she's awesome. Total had two albums. G-Deb had one album. Black Rob had two albums. Craig Mack, think about that for a second. This is how I know Diddy is a great marketer. Craig Mack, and I say this respectfully because Craig Mack is nice. Let's be honest, yo. We're going to talk about aesthetics. It's not. I'm not saying that you have to be the most handsome or gorgeous woman or man to be out in the public eye to get a deal, whether you're acting, rapping, or anything. But ain't nobody seeing someone like Craig Mack just like I made it and looking like that. Right. Diddy market this man where he had a worldwide hit. Not no city national hit, Smarts. Uh Here comes the brand new flavor in your ear is a bona fide worldwide hit. Craig Mack can go to Australia tomorrow, perform that and get 15 racks. Well,
2: he can't. Rest in peace to Craig Mack. So anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I I understand. I get what you're saying though. Rest in peace. I forgot all about that. Rest in peace to Craig Mack.
0: With all that being said about Diddy, Diddy is a great marketer. Now with Mace, here's the thing with Mace where it's hard for me, because me personally, I like what Mace is doing. As far as him making music, I love his career. I love the fact that he even left rap to go preach. So let's talk about Mace real fast. Smarts, play the clip of Mace preaching. I gotta hear this real fast, it's kind of funny. They think they're the only person
2: being (laughs) told to leave. The other person is being told to pack their bags now. (laughs) So they may beat you to the door if you both listen to the devil. But the devil is a liar. All she had to do was stand up to Satan and tell him, I refuse to allow how I feel to be stronger than what God said. Say that with me. I refuse refuse to allow allow my feelings feelings to weigh in stronger stronger and move me. to
0: do what's opposite of this Bible. Mace, you a Harlem dude. I know you got ordained at Clark Atlanta, but that doesn't mean you got to sound like you got a, a southern yarn either. Like, what's that about? Like, did you, did you hear that? Did you hear that clip, Smarts? Yeah. He went full on. <laughs> he went full on
2: southern Baptist. E- evangel- evangelist. Evangelist. Yeah, the righteous gemstones. The righteous gemstones. Like Absolutely. he went, he
0: went all the way there, and I'm wondering, like, yo, why you don't want to use your regular voice while you talking? I don't you, even you get that. From Harlem, my guy. That's ridiculous. Like I want the Harlem World lisp that you've been having for 15 yeah. years. I don't, I don't want all this. And God tells you to slam the door. You no, you, you, you open that door for God. I'm like, oh my God. So <laughs> I want to go through some uh, some articles real fast. So according to a 2014 double XL article regarding Pastor Mason Betha, the church members of his church at the time, because he's in a new church, and we'll get to that in a second. He's in a new church in Atlanta right now. This church that he was at in 2014 that he built called L El Yon E-L-Y-O-N. So it's L-E-L, so the, I guess. It's then E-L-Y-O-N, International Church in Atlanta. They believe that Mace is spending too much time hanging out with hardcore rappers as he does at the church. They have also stated that his sermons in the pulpit are written with hypocrisy due to his music, which proclaims the exact opposite of what he preaches. Macy's congregation is also upset because their pastor has yet to explain his attempt to divorce his wife. And if you are uh, if you're living under a rock that's not named Chris, he did divorce that wife. But anyway, they say that he continues to preach on the value of marriage without even addressing his own situation. Worshippers at that church in that time of 2014 were refusing to fund the church. Think about that for a second. Smarts, I wanna, I wanna, as a person that grew up in church, yeah. I wanna, I wanna help my boy Mace out. And I'm not telling him to step into the office because honestly, what he's, what he's looking to do as a, as a preacher, is really hard. And I'm gonna tell you why. Smarts, did you grow? Smarts, did you go to church when you were young? Yes, I did. Did your pastor know how to sing? Not really. But he but he, but he would he or she would carry a note. Would you say that? Yeah, he could. Yeah. Okay. So my pastor, um, the church I used to go to, I don't want to say it like that. But my pastor, Pastor Rudy V. Carlton, this guy, I'm going to have to say it like this for the South. He could sing. Okay. Or he could sing. Now, now, he ain't Gerald LeVert, but he's Sunday service. Right. Okay. Now, hear me out for a second. Think about that for a second. For a culture, and I'm talking about religious culture, most religions, even Christianity, when you're like at the highest of the all Christianity or Islamic, any religion, music is out. Yeah. Technically, you're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be listening to music. We love our gospel R&B contemporary renditions when we're at church. Makes us feel good. I don't understand why one day I can't hear something like this. Hey, yo, get your asses up for God. I want you to get your asses up. Let's go. Hey, yo, what's up, my man? Let's get this up. (laughs) Hey, yo, one, two. You over there on the left, on the left. I want you to say Jesus on three. Let me hear that. I want to hear that now
2: because- you can't tell people to get their asses up. Why not? Because you can't say the word
0: I mean, I'm being funny. I mean, get your butts off the seat. Come on now. I mean, I don't go to church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point I'm making is, why can't Mace be the first ever Rapper slash pastor. And I'm not talking about rapper as in I'm going to just have a bunch of albums on Def Jam. I'm just saying, well, it's the same difference. I'm saying every Sunday he preaching and when he gets into his, you know, the, the organ start playing. And he over here talking about some God, God, God. I don't understand why he can't just bust out a quick four, four bars about God and he keep it moving. He
2: wouldn't be the first one, though.
0: He wouldn't? Nah. Really? Reverend Run. I mean, Reverend runs the first rapper, probably to be a preacher that we know about. But was he out here really like, "Yo, I'm about to put out an album"? While he put, I'm, he was, he while, was while I'm Reverend, preaching, he
2: was Reverend Run putting out music. Music, yeah, he got music out there as Reverend Run for sure.
0: So, what is wrong with Pastor Mason
2: Betha? Why um, are you? Because of the lifestyle, the the content that Reverend Run is doing, that music was positive, positive. and Mace is still doing music for the streets. And so that's the difference, even though people from the street go to church, and people that go to church don't separate themselves from people that they know that's in the streets so I don't necessarily disagree um should he be a he should he be a pastor and be a leader? I'm not too sure, but as far as preaching the word of God and just getting the message out the best way any way he could, I don't have no issue with that, but you can't i don't believe in people being leaders and being hypocrites about the leadership. You gotta lead by example in some term. So go. whose career you would have, Diddy or Mace? I mean, that's a tough one. Um I would say I would rather have Diddy's career because I would be able to pay everybody back. Right. Right. If, and if I had a change of
0: heart, I can I can pay out three hundred million and still be rich. I just want people to know the only reason why Diddy is the most sensible answer is because again Great marketer. The man made more money off a liquor bottle than he ever did with any other artist he ever had.
2: But they they both had the same allegations, too. So, Mace got, got some scandals. You talking about dating j Hello, America and all the listeners from around the world. This is Lion Letter and I'm here with Nasir Nuru. Sir, this is your final question. You have to get as many answers as you can. You're going to get a buzzer or you're going to get a bell. Okay, got it. You got 30 seconds. Yes. And your question is, name
0: a Will Smith movie
2: you're dying to see.
0: Enemy of the Face. Instead of the hand that rocks the cradle, the hand that rocks Chris. I Think I Love My Wife Part 2, The Will Smith Story. Independence Day, Part 2, the 4th of August. Handcocked. Five Fingers of Separation. The Fresh Hand of Bel-Air. Everybody Hates Chris, Especially Jada. The Pursuit of Slapping Chris. I thought that was a good one. Anyway, um, instead of After Earth, After Hurt. Instead of Suicide Squad, Suicide Slap.
2: Thank you, Nasur. You win. As always, I don't know why we even do this show. Good night, America. Keep my wife's name out your...
0: Smarts, we are at our final destination. And we're supposed to talk about Will Smith and Chris Rock. Everybody done talked about Will Smith and Chris Rock. Everybody has an opinion, everybody's right, everybody's wrong. But I have some disclaimers. Number one, as a journalist, it is my job to give you evidence on what I believe is true or give you evidence on what I believe is fake. I want to put some disclaimers out right now. If you are someone that believes that Jada Pickett should have never been talked about, especially about her alopecia, I agree with you. If you think that White America have no business talking about black American issues, even if it's at a white show like the Academy Awards. I also agree with you. If you think Will Smith is a simp, if you think Chris Rock is a simp, I don't know about that. But if you're free to say that if you want, if you think Will Smith and Chris Rock are heroes, I may agree with you on that. All of that is fine. I don't have any smoke on none of that because I'm the only one in America that knows this was scripted. I don't understand how y'all not know a loving hip hop scene when you see one. Wow, boy. Y'all telling me Vince McMahon and myself are the only two people that woke up and said, ah, this is good, pal. Put the WWE championship on Will Smith. Are you serious? Do you know what happened at the Oscars on 2021? No. Okay. Let me, let me, let me refresh your memory. So usually the Oscars announce the winner of Best Pitcher as the last award presentation. That year, Hollywood wanted to do something different. They said, we're gonna make Best Actor the last award presentation, and we're gonna honor, posthumously the great Black Panther himself, Chadwick Boseman. Okay. That didn't happen. They wound up giving the award to Anthony Hopkins, who wasn't even there, which is funny to me, because it was a 90-year-old man playing a 93-year-old man with dementia, and he wanted to make sure that he let Hollywood know He wanted to make sure he let Hollywood know he could still act because he didn't even show up. I guess he forgot. Mm. So, do you know how many people watched that award show, that Tone Deaf Award show? No. 10.4 million viewers. How about 2020 in the year of COVID, the first year of COVID? 23.6 million. How about 2019? 29.6 million viewers. 2018, 26.5 million viewers. 2017, 32.9 million viewers. So they
2: own on the... the the Oscars is on a decline when it comes to viewership. The Oscars is on a
0: decline when it comes to viewership. Okay. And this isn't, this isn't like, a, you know, some TV show that just pops up on NBC and they could can cancel. This is the Academy Awards. This is the Grammys. This is the Billboard Music Awards. They're built on viewership. Right. You only got 10.4 million viewers. We got to pick this up. And we know that we are in a different era right now. The Generation Z, these new kids of today, they do not watch television. They don't. They're not really into it like that. So we got to do something as a viral sensation to wake America, wake the world up. And oh, did Will and Chris do it? Let me walk you through the act. First of all, anybody that do not bring up the fact that Chris Rock made a black woman documentary about black women's hair, I don't understand how you not realize that you don't think he know about Jada's alopecia. You think he don't know that? In wrestling, in wrestling smarts, for instance, there's a wrestler by the name of MJF. He's he's doing a program or a feud, if you will, with a guy named Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman Jr., father, Brian Pillman, was a, a I wouldn't say a big, big time legend, but he's a big deal. He died early. But this dude was the man. But he died off some drugs. His family's been doing drugs. They wanted them type families. The man, MJF, called Brian Pillman Jr.'s sister, Stephanie, Mephany's Wow. Live on TNT at a wrestling event. Now, let's be honest. I don't care whether it was real or fake. You calling my sister Mephany, I'm coming out that tunnel. I don't want my music be playing, no pyro. I'm just coming out there wilding on you, right? Okay. That's what's supposed to happen. That's a real life occurrence. If you told me, don't talk about my mama, and I talk about your mama, something can happen, right? Facts. That's a real life occurrence. Wrestling do that to you all the time. Now, here's the thing. Chris Rock says something and first of all, let me, let me give you the protocol. The committee, the Academy Award committee, they supervise jokes in these monologues. Don't think that Dave Chappelle can just walk on the Oscars and just do a bit. It don't work like that. Not with the Oscars. They supervise your jokes. They make sure you know what you're going to be saying. Oh, you're going to be saying this. Let's supervise this. Let's, oh, proofread this. This is fine. Go ahead and say it. So this was approved by the Academy, by the way. This wasn't something he just came up with. Okay. He was approved by the Academy to say this joke. So here's the thing. Hey. We're trying to get some numbers up. And Will, we're going to give you the award anyway, because everybody know what happened last year. We was tone deaf. We're going to change this all the way up. Matter of fact, we even got a more ethnic, quote unquote, ethnic committee for the Academy Awards. The same way we had a quote unquote, ethnic committee that helped Holly Berry and Denzel Washington win the awards the same year. We got that right now for you, Will Smith. So everything's all good. Soon as someone says an alopecia joke, you don't know how it's going to come, but when you hear it, that's your cue. Now, here's where some things can be debatable. Will Smith ran up on him, and now some people are going to say, yo, bro, but he smacked him though. Like, maybe he was just supposed to walk up on him. That could be true. Maybe Will Smith did what they call in the wrestling business, going into business for himself. But I want to help you understand a movie slap, ladies and gentlemen, okay? I'm from the hood of Newark, okay? I'm not even the toughest person, smarts, but when I smack somebody... My whole rear delt is doing a whiplash. The elbow's doing a whiplash. I'm already like three inches away from you. You getting all hand. Will Smith walked up to him like he was goldie in the mat. And he was one of his hoes for the money. And just did the triangle smack. Where the fingers is to the cheek It is a triangle. Imagine your arm, your elbow Mm -hmm. is out. It's a triangle. And you just mush the face. Chris Rock may be 56 years old. But he's a Hollywood 56. You telling me this man isn't agile enough to duck, move, block your hands? Something? He had his hands down the whole time. Even Vince McMahon in a scripted sport like wrestling tells Hulk Hogan, put your hands up. Okay. Now, this happens. And then here's the another thing that no one... Pays attention to because no one was watching the award show everyone watched the viral version everybody heard will smith say get my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth that right there got everybody like oh, are you serious on abc but if you watch the award show they toned that real up they turned it down they almost bleeped it they didn't bleep it they just oh no Don't. yeah yeah because mind you this is syndicated television Someone at that award show had some type of camera, probably a cameraman, because that sh- had full clarity on it, took it, clipped it, put it on. Yeah, right. that's an inside job, as they say.
2: Um, can I talk? Okay, you wrap it up and then let me get in on
0: this. I'm about to wrap up. I'm about to wrap let me up. Get in on this. So, what you see now, right? What you see now is a staged event. And here's the thing here's where it gets so white. It gets so white and funny. And we all get convoluted into it. Now they're talking about banning him from the Oscars for 10 years. Who gives a fuck about that? What is that? I don't, I can't vote for other people in the Oscars no more? So what? Oh, you're going to slow down the productions of my movie? So what? I didn't get an award for 20 years of my acting career. I won. I just left on top for right now. I'm coming back. It doesn't matter. I'm not losing any money over this technically. Okay. There's nothing that is really dismantling me right now. I'm just, I'm just publicly not in a good state. But at the same time, I didn't lose anything. I mean, realistically, you shouldn't even won the Oscar. Denzel should have won that for Big Beth. But whatever, whatever. Okay. Now go ahead. Talk okay, to me.
2: So I like how you, 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 you're a huge wrestling fan. So I like how you you use that theory with wrestling and promotion. But it wasn't wrestling. It's entertainment. But it's not wrestling. No, and it's a script. I don't think it was scripted. Okay. I, and the only reason why I don't think it was scripted is because I, w- I had this conversation um the other day about this. And I said, if I was Chris Rock, I probably would have got slapped too. Only because I'm not expecting someone to slap me on mm-hmm. an audience in front of a whole bunch of people. Now, would Will Smith have got slapped back? For sure. Right? But that that has everything to do whether Chris Rock is disciplined, soft, whatever you want to call it. So
0: stop right there for yeah, a second. Yeah. I wanna, I want, I'm glad you said that, because yeah. that's a hole that I missed, and I'm about to I'm about to put the cement in that hole right now. Yeah. First of all, Chris Rock, if I was Chris Rock, if I got slapped like that, I'm running off the stage and I'm suing the Academy Awards. That's right. This is assault. It is. And but- since, hold on. And since security didn't, they did not they said it was going to escort Will Smith out, but they didn't. He stayed there. He took his award. He even partied at the after party. So this was all good. So there's no quote unquote criminal charges running around. Chris Rock didn't sue the academy. Chris Rock didn't quote unquote sue Will Smith he for assault. Do,
2: he didn't do that yet. So you don't, we don't know what his options yet. are. Hold on bro. I mean. He didn't press charges on him. That don't have nothing to do. He didn't press charges on Will. We don't know what his legal, what the legal recourse is going to be. Let's give that some time. Let's give that some time. Because Chris Rock is keeping quiet. You know what he said on his stand-up? He's not going to talk about him and Will Smith situation. He doesn't un- need to. Until he gets paid for
0: it. Guess what? No, no, no. no. Yo, but guess what? Did, didn't them, didn't them, uh, Chris Rock Kevin heart tickets just went up a couple hundred dollars? They sure did. Oh, okay. Absolutely oh, they okay. did. Because everybody wants to hear what he got to say. Because something happened. Because a script <laughs> just been played out. <laughs> OK, because a script nah. just been played out and they acted so, it very well because they the have people is
2: too sensitive to be walking up on somebody and slapping them in public. You your career
0: could be over with. I uh, don't think it's worth the risk again. You know what? I'm glad you say that we can end this like that. Hold on for a second. Mm-hmm. You said it's not worth the risk. It's not. Will hold on. Will Smith. Who do you think is a better actor? Will Smith or Denzel Washington? No, the, the, the point. I don't know I'm about to answer my question.
2: I, I think Denzel Washington is a better actor. Than OK.
0: Wilson. Will Smith has been in this game for years, been a mega action star in this Hollywood industry for years. For sure. For sure. All right. And everybody, as far as Hollywood critics have said, Will Smith is a fine actor, great charisma, but he doesn't have that one yet. He don't got that one that defined him. Hell, in my opinion, King Richard isn't even that one that defines him, but they gave him an award. It's like almost a lifetime achievement award for Will Smith. So you think Ali didn't define him? Hell no.
2: Okay. All right.
0: To be honest with you, he was a he was a B minus in that movie. Okay. He definitely made me feel that he wanted to be Ali in that movie. Okay. But I'm like, nah, this
2: this is. You know. Okay. All right. I didn't want to change the subject, but, it's all good. But but yeah, I, I I don't think it was, I don't think it was scripted. Don't think it was scripted.
0: Fine. Y'all let me know if y'all think it was scripted. Y'all can go to the facebook.com forward slash the late night flight. You can email us at uh thelatenightflight at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram. Whatever you want, find me on the street. Hey, yo, Nasur, you want some BS? And I'm going to be like, yo, I got all the proof right here. You show me something different. That is smarts. And I am Nasur Nuru, the greatest handy badger who has ever lived. And thank you for flying the late night flight.
1: Thank you for flying the late night flight. Shout out to all the pilots who contribute to the fastest rising podcast. Hey, yo, what the f? This is a pilot sh- right here.